This is a download from Newstalk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Off the ball, getting inside the game on Newstalk 106 to 108. We're back on the road again next Thursday night. It's going to be a Carlsberg Roadshow for you in Dublin. It's in Sinnott's Pub in Dublin City Centre. Just text the word Carlsberg and your name to 53106 if you want a chance to head along to that. Over 18s only for that event. After 8 o'clock tonight, we're going to talk to Shane Horgan and Alan Quinlan about the decision to pick Jamie Heaslip as captain for the Six Nations campaign ahead of Brian O'Driscoll. We're joined now, though, to talk football by John Giles. How are you doing this week, John? Hello Owen, fine thank you We were waiting for a long time to find out what Pep Guardiola was going to be doing next season and it's Bayern Munich yeah. he's chosen What do you make of the decision? Um, well I think it was a surprise I think most people thought uh, that he would finish in the Premiership whether it be Manchester United, Manchester City or Chelsea um, and I'm surprised that it happened so quickly but um, I would be very very pleased about the decision Oh, Why is that? Well he's gone to a club where the structure is obviously right. Um, I just read in the paper this morning, I mean, the chairman is Carl Heinz Rumenegger, mm. Uli Holness is the managing director, and Franz Beckenbauer is the, is the president, uh, Matthias Sammer. These were all great players, as you know, uh, for, for Germany over the years. And they're the people that are actually running the club. Mm. Now, if you take that in contrast to Chelsea, for example, you've got Tannenbaum uh, and Gourley, Mr. Gourley, and Mr. Tenenbaum as the people that he that uh, helped to run the club and that's not mentioning Abramovich mm. so uh, you know if you look at the structure that's there at Bayern Munich there, there isn't an owner of the club like Abramovich who can make all the decisions um, these people are football people who understand how a club should be run and uh, again I just read in the paper before is they, they talked to uh, the manager the present manager uh, but they never impose their views on the manager. So, in other words, he's allowed to run the club in the way in which a manager should be allowed to run the club on. Yeah, it's interesting to say that they don't interfere because when you're listing out those incredible names, the thought in my head was that that maybe creates its own issues, that they'd be ready to, because they know so much about football and German football especially, yeah. they might be a little bit uh, willing to get on top of Guardiola if he was doing things a different way. Well, no, I don't. I think they would have their own views and I'd say uh, they would uh, express their views to the manager, but they wouldn't insist on it. Now, in the, 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 the problem, the difference with Chelsea is that Abramovich doesn't talk to the manager. Mm. He imposes his will straight away on, in various ways, as we've seen. Uh, you know, when he, when he brought Shashenko into the club last year, when he bought Torres uh, in the summer, when Di Matteo won the Champions League and the FA Cup, uh, he wasn't appointed immediately afterwards. In fact, it was about four weeks, five weeks before he was appointed as the manager. And in that five weeks on, they were signing players and letting players go, yeah. which obviously that... Uh, Obviously, he wasn't in charge of the situation, Di Matteo. Now, he took the job on. What I, what I like about Guardiola is that he's obviously not attracted just by the money, Owen. Yeah. He's gone for the structure, and he knows that they're the conditions that he can do a better job than anywhere else, particularly in Chelsea and probably Manchester City. Uh, and that's what I, what I admire about him. He, 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 he doesn't have to deal with an Abramovich. He's dealing with professional players who will give their opinions but they won't tell him what to do. You've got a different reading of 
that then than some people who have said that by going to Bayern Munich and by not taking on the pressures involved at, say, Manchester City and Chelsea, that he's taken the soft option? Well, they're not pressures, Holm. It's just that, if you let's put it this way, if you, in, in, in Benita's case and Di Matteo's case, I think they've taken the job with their two hands tied behind the back. But they know what they're getting into. And obviously they're getting well paid to do it. Now, Guardiola is not prepared to have his hands tied behind his back. He wants to go to somewhere where he can actually do the job uh, without any interference. So it's not the pressure. That, look, if you can live with the pressure in Barcelona, expected to win the European Cup and all that nearly every year, you can live with, it, live with it anywhere else. So it's not the pressure that he's walking away from. He, 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 I tell you, I'd say he would, would have been offered about 10 to 12 million a year at Chelsea. And he might be getting maybe 3 million a year at uh, Bayern Munich. Now, it, that's an awful lot of money. But in other words, he hasn't taken the money on. He's gone. And don't forget, there's pressure in, in Bayern Munich as well. That's a huge club. You know, one of the great clubs uh, in Europe. So the, he'll have the pressure there as well. So I don't think he's running away from the pressure at all. The, there's a, the success that he had at Barcelona maybe makes this next question sound ridiculous given that he won 19, 20 odd trophies in only a few seasons but given mm-hmm. that he had such great players at his disposal and he was so ingrained himself in the Barcelona way of playing football is there something of a risk on Bayern Munich's part uh, just assuming that he's going to be able to make it work in a totally different country? Well it's always a risk oh, you know any time I think I said to you before in this programme I would hate to have my life on the line to pick a successful manager, mm. it's 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 um, you know it's a lottery. All you do is you, you reduce the, your chances as much as you possibly can, and all you can do is go on the CV of the manager that you're appointing. And as we know, as you say, he has he has a great CV uh, at Barcelona. That's all. That's all you can do. Um, but it, there's no guarantee that he can do at Bayern Munich or anywhere else uh, the job that he's done at Barcelona. The fact that he didn't win anything in his last season at Barcelona petered out a little bit for him there. And he, as we've talked before on the show, Johnny, got very stressed out by the whole experience maybe in the last year or so and has taken a break. Does any of, Would that be a bit of a concern? Would that maybe widen that risk a little bit? No. He's one of the few managers that have ever done it. Uh, but, but he's one of the new guys and he does show that he's got a mind of his own. Mm. And as you know, it is a very, very stressful job. Um, and I think he was right to do what he believed uh, to be right, um, you know. And uh, he, he went and he's had his break, and now he's coming back into it. So, like, I think if the pressure was that bad, um, or he felt it that badly, he wouldn't go back into it again. Yeah. But you no, know, like years ago, the managers were stuck to clubs, particularly in England, because they weren't well paid. <laughs> you know, they couldn't go. They didn't have the independence that the, some of the managers, like Guardiola, would have today. I'd say he's quite a wealthy lad, so he's not dependent on the money. He can afford to take a break. You know, when Shankly was doing his stuff and Bill Nicholson and Jock Steen and these guys, you know, they, they, they were paid buttons and uh, they couldn't leave the job and have a break to go somewhere else. They just have to keep on with it. From Chelsea's side of things, uh, is there anything else, any other way of approaching this situation that might have worked? Abramovich, as you say, would have offered a lot of money. Apparently, he offered the use of his private yacht to Guardiola. He he went down yeah. that route. Is that main, that that's the big thing he has to offer? Do you think there's any other that Chelsea fans should be angered that Abramovich didn't land his man here? Well, I don't think the Chelsea fans will be angry. They never seem to be angry because he's won quite a few trophies despite the way he's run the club. Yeah. On and I'd say he he he, he would um, offer the money. 
I feel that if if a lot of managers gone into Chelsea or anywhere else for for the money, um, then eventually they're, they're not really going to succeed on, and they're going to pay a price for it. And I think that's what you're, you're dealing with. You know, it's it's a, a pact with the devil when you're when you're going into those situations because you know before you start, despite promises from Abramovich that he won't do this and he won't do that, he did it to Romerino, he's did it to he's done it to um, uh, Ancelotti, yep. he's done it to everybody because he believes. That's the way it should be done. He's the owner, uh, and that's the difference with Germany. So they don't have owners like um, Abramovich in, in most of the German clubs that I know of. It's more or less run by a lot of them. The, the supporters have a big say in the situation. So they don't have one man who owns the club who can make the decisions. Uh, it's much better run than that. Where does all this leave their current interim manager, Rafa Benitez? Is he any more likely now to get the job full-time despite another setback last night? Well, Benitez has taken the job on the conditions that he's taken the job. And he knows, and he must know, the football man, that he's taken the job with his two hands tied behind his back. Um, and that manifested itself in the last couple of weeks under the Frank Lampard situation. I mean, uh, Benitez has more or less said in his interviews, it's not my decision, it's nothing to do with me. Now, if he can't make a decision on that, what can he make a decision on? Now, a lot of managers going into, into uh, uh, Chelsea think, well, yeah, I can handle Abramovich. I can do this and I can do that. And it very, very, it doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Now, he was out of, out, of, out of a job. He'd be getting well paid. But I think what he's getting was on the label, as they say. You know? <laughs> a lot of managers say afterwards, it's not what I signed on for. But I think Benitez is going in there with his eyes wide open. I think he's ha- his hands are, two hands are tied behind his back. Uh, and I think he'll find it very, very difficult. But he was prepared to job, take the job on those conditions, as Di Matteo was. Yeah, John, we leave Chelsea and Guardiola there for the time being. There might be some text in on that in 53-106 later on this hour, but after the break, we're going to talk about Luis Suarez, who's been publicly rebuked by his manager today. Off the ball on Newstalk 106-108. Luis Suarez earlier in the week spoke fairly openly in an interview in South America about his liking for maybe taking a tumble he says I was accused of falling inside the box in a match and it's true I did at that time because we were drawing against Stoke at home and we needed anything to win it but after that everybody jumped out to talk the Stoke coach the Everton coach I understood that the name Suarez sells papers uh, the Liverpool manager Brennan Rogers was asked about this today he says I've spoken to Lewis he's totally understanding where I'm coming from he knows that uh, this is a big club whatever people say goes around the world and what was said was wrong not acceptable he takes that we move on there is no one bigger than the club or the club's image was Suarez a little foolish to be quite so open there John? Well I think anybody that um, gives an interview when they go back home uh, now is very very foolish if they don't realise that that uh, interview is going to go straight back to England there's been so many cases Mm. of it uh, on. And everybody, oh, I was misinterpreted. Uh, you know, they, they got, they, I, I didn't say that. But they, they obviously do. Yeah. Um, and I, I read the article this morning on, on that particular case. And it was, uh, I, th- there were a few things about I couldn't understand that much. On, what, what you know, mean? the headline was, I am a cheat, says Suarez. Mm. He didn't actually say that. But what he was trying to say was, I'm, I, I cheated once and I didn't cheat anymore. Mm. You know? Yeah. But, uh, it, it's... Uh, like he's obviously in that situation, he's better keeping his mouth shut. Yeah, and even today, all, all players are, you know. Rogers has spoken about it, but it should be clear that we've had a look at the video of it, and he's not hanging his player out to drive. He's it seems that he's addressing the issue and saying, 
we'll deal with this internally. It's not acceptable. Uh, when I first heard his quotes, I thought that it seemed like he was really turning against his own player. But maybe that. Uh, no. Yeah. I think that. Would, I think that. it. I. I don't think that would happen. Uh, on. Um. I, and and then it, it, like I think you know when he's talking most of the time, Rogers, he never uses one word where six will do. Yeah. And uh, you know even when you read that statement, this is the famous club, and this what's that got to do? You know, it's, it's that's just that's just gibberish. Uh, to, to cover up the, there's no way he's going to take action against uh, Suarez yeah there's no you don't think no there's any, you think it's gibberish when he says that this is a big club everyone when you say something it's heard around the world that's nothing to do yes, with we know anything. that yeah. yeah we know that all you know if, if, if you play for Manchester United play for Liverpool play for any of the big clubs uh, you, you know you don't have to stress it's a big club but if, you know what is it what, what's he trying to say with it being a big club that this is not acceptable I'm going to I'm going to find him or I'm going to mm. drop him from the team like you're not taking any action at all and then he said well we'll deal with it with, internally you know so what you know in other words he's not going to do anything so yeah. he's just just talking for the sake of it I think is the issue here also that if you're going to condemn Suarez you should be doing it for the action as opposed to for exactly. condemning him for talking about what he had done Exactly, exactly. I mean, you, sh- you should condemn him publicly, as all the managers should. Actually, I saw a little bit, I don't know if you saw it in the Sun newspaper this morning, where Ferguson, Alex Ferguson was given a, a, a speech to the managers, the LM, something, some of the managers' association, right. uh, where he's saying that, you know, the, 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 um, we've got to eliminate this diving, and, uh, you know, we've got to show an example to the young kids because they were, you know, they, they, they were, were role models for them uh, and, you know, the centre of the referees. I mean, this is, this is Alex Ferguson talking about. Mm. Right? You know, one of the greatest managers of all time. Whereas the, and we have an obligation to the, for the future of the game. I've never seen that in his actions. Yeah. I mean, he had, like there was this year, as you know, Ashley Young had an outrageous dive for a penalty. Welbeck had an outrageous dive for a penalty. Ronaldo over the years was diving all over the place. <laughs> He was haranguing the the, the, the the linesman and the referee a couple of weeks ago. And now he's given a speech that we've got to cut out this diving. <laughs> and all the, not him, all the managers are at it. They're all saying, we've got to cut this out, we've got to cut that out. Uh, and it's always for somebody else to do it. It's never for them to do it. One other thing, and in Rogers' case, you, to come back to Rogers' yeah. thought, if he believes that Suarez was wrong to do or say what he did, then he should have taken action when he did it. Because he saw it, I mean, he was talking about the incident of Stoke. Well, Rogers saw that the same as everybody else. Well, he didn't take any action. In fact, he, I bet he defended the player at the time. Yeah. One other thing that was said by Suarez in that interview, which maybe is more interesting in a way, he says that he feels South American players are treated differently to the local players in that the local, the English footballers get preferential treatment in terms of their media portrayal. He says that Aguero has noticed this as well and Tevez always has to fight preconceptions. I'm putting words in, in mouth there to a certain extent, but he yeah. reckons that South American footballers are unfairly treated. Have you had a sense of that at all? No. No. Not at all. I, I, see, I think when, you go, when they go back to their home, home city or home, home countries, they say things like that. But if you break it down, I mean, if you look at uh, Tevez, for example, I mean, Tevez has always been in trouble. Hmm. Now, I think he's a great player, but his time at Manchester United, when he left Manchester United, he didn't want to go a sub. He was suspended last year. He, in fact, he wanted to go home. He couldn't stand Manchester and all that carry on. This, this has happened over... If you, most, if you look at most of the... Uh, foreign players they've been very very well behaved and they've got the rewards for it so many of them been football of the year own in a, England a farm, a, quite a, a number I wouldn't have a, quite a few no I think, I think if the general uh, consensus would be among foreign players that 
you know, England is, is the Premiership is a great league to play in. Don't we get, Suarez has had trouble this season and last season, as we know, with the racist thing and, and, and the diving and various things that he's done. And he seems to, I think he does invite, uh, you know, trouble. Yeah. Definitely. He's a great player. I think he's a terrific player. But he does invite trouble. I mean, even a few weeks ago, do you remember when he was, uh, Moyes had a goal about diving or suggested diving? And when he scored, he went over and dived in front of Moyes. Yeah. Now, Moyes, looking enough, took it as a bit of fun. I didn't think it was funny at all. I think it was the total disrespect. And like the, 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 the publicity he's had, Keep his head down and get on with it, and keep away from that that type of thing. It's like he can't help himself, though. Is he just? Do you sometimes come across those kind of players? They maybe. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. I don't think he. I don't think he realizes um, the 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 controversy he causes in, when when he's when he's badly behaved. I think he's always surprised. But why why the like Palatelli? Why me? You know. <laughs> That's what I think. I don't think he realizes some of the things that he does or what they can, what the the, the trouble they can cause. On. Text. And he's a terrific player. There's no doubt about that. Sure, there's a text in about this. Surprised by Suarez's honesty, you would never see Bale, Rooney, or Young say something like that. In some ways, it's refreshing, but the media will use to hit him over the head with rather than appreciate the honesty. What do you make? Well, of that? I'd say that would be a Liverpool supporter texting into you there. Mm. On, but uh, you know, I don't think he was saying it for that reason. I, I think what Suarez, what I read, was say, well, they, I only did it once, uh, and, and and I'm admitting to that. Um, but no, I wouldn't. I so wouldn't he was defending himself more than. I think coming so. out and I, yeah. I don't think I don't think he was coming out with any great seven. Well, look, I'm guilty of this, mm. uh, you know, because I I dived a lot of times and I think he said he he dived once. When in fact he's he's dived more than more than more than once. <laughs> Quite more. Could be as some as most as some of the other players have as well. Maybe a limited. But they haven't tried to justify it so far. Yeah, a limited apology. Maybe maybe something that similar to what might happen between Lance Armstrong and Oprah tonight. We'll hear more about that a little bit <laughs> later on in the show. Well, I, I I think I I think Armstrong was. Uh, uh, was guilty of a lot more than yeah, uh, no, that's fair to say. I probably, players were. Okay, we'll take a quick break now. 53106, we want to get your text in for John Giles. Off the ball, getting inside the game on News Talk 106 to 108. Jim Gavin has done a brilliant job as the manager of the Dublin under-21 team, winning a couple of All-Irelands. He's taken over as the senior manager this year, and we're going to talk to him for the first time since he took that job in the second hour of the show tonight. I'm kind of interested to see if the same, if, how, how exactly you go about treating, say, a 25 or a 28 or a 29-year-old footballer compared to one who's 19 or 20, if there are different uh, psychological ploys involved there and how he's going to prepare the team itself to try and win back the All-Ireland this year. But 53106, the number to text in for John Giles. John, first one here says Jonathan Walters banged in a couple of goals for Stoke in the Cup. Are you impressed after his disaster against Chelsea? That's from Simon. Well, I, I, I was quite impressed with him uh, on the day when he, he scored the two OGs. Not, not because he scored the two OGs and missed the penalty, but he, he, even having a nightmare like he did, he kept looking for the ball, he kept playing, he kept trying to do the right things, he insisted on taking the penalty where lots of players would have backed off. Now, I admired him on the day and I'm pleased for him that he came good the other night, Owen. Yeah, he's played a huge amount of... He's, he's a regular in a team and he isn't a necessarily prolific goal scorer, but he seems to be Tony Pulis's kind of guy, a strong will, strong character kind of fella. Definitely. He showed character in that match. You know, anybody that did what, what he did, score two, oh, Jesus, nightmare for a, <laughs> for a forward anyway. Yeah. Uh, or anybody, but particularly for a forward. But I watched the match, on, and he really did have a go. He, he didn't play well, but he never stopped looking for the ball. He never stopped chasing people down. He took the penalty because he thought he might uh, redeem himself a little bit uh, and made a mess of that. But I showed his character again. He comes back the other night and he scores two vital goals for him in extra time, doesn't he? Yeah. 
You know, he's a good lad. I think he's, you know, he showed he showed a, a definitely good character in, in in those two matches. How would John deal with Suarez? Suarez claims to always be the victim. Yet today, admits to diving against Stoke just as the Ferrer over his handball was dying down. Must be a nightmare for a manager to deal with an idiot like him, says Fergan Cork. Well, he, 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 his behaviour hasn't been great. There's no doubt about it. But I think the the, the interview that he gave uh, in his homeland, mm. as you said, on they shouldn't be doing that. And I don't think he'd cop on. Uh, to the dangers of that, I think he's that type of fella. Uh, but he's, he's he's an outstanding player, and, and what we must uh, appreciate here, he's not the only one that dives. He's one of many that dive, uh, and I think he has been highlighted for for, for it more than most of the other players, uh, because, from other for the opposing managers particularly. Um, I mean, his behaviour last year in the average situation didn't do him any good. Uh, so he's a high profile player who is an absolute I think he's probably the best forward uh, in England at the moment I think he's I think he's a terrific player um, and he, he is in the spotlight on there's no doubt about it for the diving but he's not the only one that's for sure Alan Tip hey lads can you ask John if he agrees Raheem Sterling is overhyped he might turn out to be good but he hasn't impressed me so far says Alan well I've watched him the last what, probably five matches uh, at least the last five matches on, that I've seen him play and he hasn't kicked the ball mm. I mean, he has been being promoted beyond his abilities at the moment. I mean, he's, I think he's played in the England team. Yep. That's, I mean, that's that's outrageous, really. I mean, I know he's only a young fellow. I think he's only 17, 18. And he is very, very promising. But at the moment, I think it's too much for him. And he has definitely been promoted beyond his abilities. Okay. Owen, will you ask John, will he tune into the Oprah interview with Lance? Has he been following the story from Jimmy and Leash? I'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to see it, you know. Uh, um, I mean, from what she said, he, he, like I know the headlines were saying he confesses, but from what I read about it, he hasn't actually confessed. He, he, I mean, he, he said certain things that implies that he's confessing what he, that he's guilty of, but I don't think he's actually come out and said it all, from what I can see. It's hard anyway. to say, yeah, but she I, says no, he's I confessed. Confess yeah, he's confessed, yeah in a, he's confessed in a way that was surprising to me. So I don't know exactly what that means. That's what Oprah yeah, said. Yeah, well, you know, well, well, Oprah has to play the game as well because she's, <laughs> She's looking for viewers, and she's not going to. I mean, what what does what does she mean by surprising to her mm. that it was good or it was weak or was it was strong? Mm, we don't know. No, it, like it's, it's another game. That, that's another game that when you're in the showbiz zone, as we know, it's another game again. She's looking about her viewers. She doesn't actually care. I don't think about Armstrong or anybody else. She she just wants to get our viewers in. Uh, viewers in. But I'd be fascinated by it, uh, no doubt. I mean, if this is a fellow that won seven uh, Tour de France, it was one of the hardest things to do. And, um, you know, if you did it with, with uh, the help of drugs, then it, it counts for nothing, you know. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.